Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to another horrific talk spot. Where, oh, Cameron. Yeah, I'm here. Just, just let you go through the we're, intro. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not alone. No, what the shit? Are, are we gonna, that's a, are we gonna that's a to, first. Shit, are we going to have to behave ourselves? No. No. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's fucking weird. Steve, <laughs> welcome, our friend. Really great to have you on board. Um, this is the first time I've had a guest on. Like, um, somebody's actually thought they'd slum it and come come down with us for a couple of hours. <laughs> right? It's usually it's 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 all the guests. And, uh, Not bad that I thought it was half past nine tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm an old man, right? And sorry, yeah. I work the next morning. Once it gets past a certain time, it's Betty Bites. I need my less ugly sleep because I've gone past trying to get beauty sleep now. I'm like trying to be just not as ugly yeah that's that's right. kind of where i am and it's stupid because i always think you know like i'm out of school now so i don't have to be up at the butt crack it on like i can sleep in as long as i want i don't have to work until 11 so now it's like yeah fuck you yeah, i'm gonna stay up all night play video games and watch tv and shit no by 11 i'm morning fucking... here, <laughs> oh shit that's like me Friday nights. I'm like, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to watch all these movies and I'm going to be so productive. And I get there about nine o'clock and I'm like, oh. Three beers. I finished the movie that we're talking about today last night at probably about quarter to 11. And wife's getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to play some video games. Went, sat down, watched a show with her as we usually do, and I was asleep before the show was even over. Like I'm fucking <laughs> snoring and shit. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Getting old is dumb. Like, oh, 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 oh. What the hell? Uh, it's amazing how it sneaks up on you. Yeah, yeah. Like I, sometimes my stupid brain thinks like I'm still in my thirties. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm in then, my twenties all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> My limit on video games is pinball. That's it. Oh man, I fucking <laughs> I can't do anything I else. Pinball so much. Yeah. Yeah. God, so, I actually, I probably suck at that too. Uh, I've tried playing video games on this channel, and it's just embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's funny shit. Like uh, when you, me, and Adam would hop on. Oh man, that was fun. We need. Yeah, and we'll have to get some rando to help us out because we were just so terrible. <laughs> Oh man, it was so bad. <laughs> that game's hard as shit, though. Oh, it's brutal. Um, the Evil Dead game, I don't suppose you're familiar with it. Steve? No, no, no. They brought out um, uh, last year. Um, yeah, they brought out the Evil Dead game. It's the same vein as the Friday the Thirteenth one, so it's survival horror. Uh, and oh my god, it's brutal. It, yeah. You flip and feel uh, violated after you play it. Yeah, like it takes no prisoners. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, I was playing Grand Theft Auto with my son years and years ago, but he gave up on me because I just felt that the need just to go around knocking over all the people and seeing them. That's so hard. That was it. I, I wasn't doing missions. He says, You got to do these missions. You got to do nah, it's just knock these people over. See how many yeah, that's literally cool. that's the entirety of the game. You go around, you steal cars, you beat up hookers. You yeah. you see how many people you can kill before the cops show up and off you. Like that's yeah, that's all that's right. the game. That's, that's, a, that's a good good game, isn't it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the whole point release. Um people have forgotten about that, I think. Because they're trying to tone that game down. It's like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna lose your entire core audience. Yeah. And yeah. people are, what's it on now? Seven or eight. Yeah. It's it's 
it's the thing. If you don't want to don't want to see it, don't play it. It's like films. Mm-hmm. If you get upset by horror films, don't watch them. Yeah, I know. There's a novel idea. I like oh, them. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. don't have to. See the amount of crap you get on social media for trying to share horror stories or just engage, or even in horror groups, the people that are so fragile mm-hmm. and they're looking to be upset. It's like, really? <laughs> what's what's the end game here? What are you trying to achieve? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, it's, uh, well, they complain about anything, don't they? I, I I got banned off Twitter the other day just for putting in a, a comment about, um, you know, I don't know what it was. It's um, something that was on there, and I just commented on somebody else's story and saying stuff like, "Well, if you don't like it, you know, don't do it," sort of thing. And um, they put it in as offensive that I that I wrote. <laughs> <and> I, <you laughs> know. Madness. I, but we're all we're all getting together. We're all getting along much better now than during the the horrible uh, times of the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. Like times couldn't be better now, thanks to our friends on social media yeah. who are policing us all and making sure we're polite. Like, right? It's a golden age. Like everyone's happy. I miss oh, the yeah. days when you could just punch somebody in the face. They punch you in yours. And then you get on with shit. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was a magical time. Yeah, that's right. You you have a disagreement and then you're friends again. It's yeah. Excuse me, we make your best mates. Don't do that these days. <laughs> they don't do that these days. Oh, especially um I live just outside London and they're all yapping terriers. Yeah. They're all yip, 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 yip. but if you, you raise your fist, the fucking oh get in the place, get in the place, and then the kids <laughs> all run away with knives because they can't fight. I'm yeah, like, but it's okay. So it's okay to stab and kill someone. That's fine. You get yeah. your, you know, your macho points, but an actual duff up where, yeah, few bloody noses and it's over. No, that's yeah. that's that's barbaric. Then, then they delete you as a friend on Facebook as well. <laughs> <laughs> so don't disagree with me today, Colin, because I'll have to delete you as a friend on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Here we have. <laughs> So, Carol and I have managed. We have managed a couple of years at this now. I'm still kept. So, um, if we can do it, and we have been like, whoa, something right? Like uh, digital fist fights, definitely. Yeah. Although it's been weird lately. Like we've been agreeing a lot. It's 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 really it's not right. So I'm I'm curious to see about today. Definitely. Yeah. Where are you based, Cameron? Anyway, what's that? Where Where are you based? Um, I'm out in Utah. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Middle of uh, the land of all the fucking Mormons. Uh, I'm in. I'm in the middle of nowhere in a little village uh, called Pontecuma in Wales. It's it's about um, thirty minutes drive from Bridge End. But it's the sort of place that uh, nothing really happens, you know. Um, the headline in the local newspaper is stuff like bucket stolen or something like that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I get a little bus, bus, bus two minutes late, you know. <laughs> I yeah, definitely but... get behind some shit like that. It's funny <laughs> where I am. I'm just so lucky and I hope it doesn't change. Where I'm just far enough outside of London that I'm not in the, the complete madness, but at least I can hop in a tube and like get into work and stuff. And if I really. Yeah. Feel the need to see anywhere, but I generally don't because <laughs> <ugh>, people. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you can all, you can always tell when I've had a bad tube day by what I post <laughs> in the evenings. <laughs> I can over work. Yeah. Oh, one, one of my um one of my books um um the the femme fatale actually killed her uh, husband by pushing him in front of a tube. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, down at um, Leicester Square st- station it was. All right, and people are more annoyed probably because of the delays than the actual someone <laughs> 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 getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe half an hour late now. I mean, it's pretty oh, fair. Oh god, there was just one night. I think I posted it, and um, there was all the delays. You know, the final they went from strike, and now just to back to general incompetence. So I don't know if that's <laughs> or not. DFL, but there's a nice one the tube saying, Yeah, uh, what was it? The central line, yeah, central line, it's not running. Don't look at the board, the board's fucked. <laughs> Don't look at the board, the board's fucked. It doesn't mean anything. There's no tube running. Go somewhere else. The guy yeah. that obviously just had enough of people coming up to him going, But but it says up the board, but it says. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, You wouldn't get that anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I know. He would be having kittens. Right. Anyway, so we'll talk about some uh, movie news. I guess. Right here, yeah. here, it's nice not to be just me for once whining about the world. <laughs> <laughs> the camera's getting in stereo. It's like, fucking, do you threats ever stop moaning? Hey, I, shit, that's my daily life, man. <laughs> so, um, this took me by surprise. I, sh- I shared, um, yeah, definitely. I shared this with you kind of a while ago. Um, so there's going to be a fourth installment to the Living Dead series. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, that was a shocker. I um, this had completely never heard a thing about it. This has been under the radar, and then just uh, popped up. And I don't think there's a uh, Zack Snyder in sight, so this could be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my fingers crossed type of thing is that Zack Snyder has nothing to do with it because I, I know his shit was like totally separate just ripping off a title essentially but yeah this is uh this was definitely out of left field yeah so um of the part of his tragic passing in 2017 uh George A. Romero had something special in the works for fans of the genre defining series Night of the Living Dead um interesting concluding the original four film saga that spanned over half a century like he really took his time with us. He didn't just try and pump these out. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the mom of the vision. You, ha- you have to give it up. Yeah, because what was the Living Dead? That was in the sixties, isn't it? The mm-hmm. first one. Yep. Was yeah, it was a black and white movie. Yeah. So the- night was in the sixties, and then it was day seventy-eight uh, or seventy-nine, wasn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, I want to say it was seventy-eight. Day of the Living Dead. Yeah, because we covered that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Late seventies, and then um, was it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, it was Dawn because that's the one that got remade. Yeah, yeah, remade about three yeah. times or something weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, not, and then that weird one, Zeders, uh, Dead with Vegas. I was like, "What are you doing?" God, it's that just... one was a steaming pile of dog shit. Uh, I couldn't get past. I got up to the point in the refugee camp. Where huh? someone's getting all rapey. I I sat through the entire film and I feel no, like I, I, I lost I, 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 I lost IQ points by the time I was done. <clears throat> yeah, I'm 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 not a great zombie film um, 
person. Uh, I, like I said, I saw the first one from the 60s. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I'm, it's not the sort of uh, genre that I would probably go. I think, uh, oh, the uh, zombie film I saw was Brad Pitt in. Um, oh, World War, World War Z. Yeah, World War Z. I, I watched that one. But, um, yeah, zombie films is not really... Um, the sort of thing I would go for, unless unless you know one of my friends or the other half was going to watch one, then I'd have to sit and watch it. But uh, <laughs> I know I know he's um, keep peace in the house all day. <laughs> they're all watching. My son as well is watching The Last of Us at the moment. And there's oh man, that shit is perfect. It's terrible, pretty pretty what? terrible C CGI zombies. You know, <laughs> CGI zombies. They're all practical. <laughs> they all run at you know six times the speed of what, what human okay so they're sped up definitely like it's shot differently but those zombies yeah. are all practical yeah I, I i just i'm not i'm not a fan of cgi very much but well that's why i love the last of us like <laughs> uh, doing watching the bts out after each show it just shows you like how real everything is and it's just uh, that's why I love it. But then again, I'm also a huge fan of the game series, so like I yeah. this show was meant for me. I, I'm sorry, just the thought of watching Pedro Botero Head again, I just uh couldn't do it. <laughs> I just I don't like that man. <laughs> He's an utter arse. <laughs> but it'll be good to see this. Um it'll be good yeah. to see what he's had in the, the pipe works with us. Um he's written it. Um um, he's actually uh, had this all in the plan, so people just need to bring it to life. So at least, as long as they don't do anything stupid, um, this will definitely be uh, worth the watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. pretty stoked. It's, it seems like it'll be fun. Yeah, I think the, the dawn as well of, um, you know, um, better... I know I said about CGI, but CGI and also makeup. Um, you know, th there's the opportunity there for for um, the, the latest instalment to be that something a little bit special, mm -hmm. um, as long as it's made right. Um, you know, you don't want to get, like you said, Zack Snyder um, onto the case, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, this is probably the uh, there's opportunities there for it to be good. Yeah, yeah um, I think this is what the mainstream audience don't understand about horror fans. We are very forgiving because we understand the limitations of what it takes to, to bring the visuals of horror to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as long as we know there's been heart and soul and work put into it, um, well, the thing is, we'll... you can tell. You can tell when it was phoned in and when somebody really gave a fuck. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's it. And that's all you want. You just want somebody that's. Um, they just believe in their vision and they want to actually entertain you. That's mm -hmm. really that simple. Um, whatever's going on with cinema lately is just ridiculous. Like it's it's hard to get excited about anything. I, I watched this um, thing the other day about called the the death of cinema, and they were on about with all the um, Netflix and um, Sky and Prime now making films and getting some of the top actors in, you know, is it going to signal that the death of, of cinema over a, you know, a period of time? Um, and it's, 
I think cinemas are, are beginning to show less and less of, especially in uh, you know areas where they have they've only got like one complex, less and less of of um, you know films that um, you and I would would see as good. Mm -hmm. They seem to be picking on the ones that they think will bring in the more money. Um, yeah, just generic slop, yeah. you know, the, the McDonald's of the movie world. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had major problems just trying to tie up schedules, especially with uh, release uh, distribution um, agreements. Mm -hmm. So I could only see um, a movie, if it's on a Wednesday during a, a Xanax full moon, you know, <laughs> when the tide is just right, then they'll show it. It's yeah. like a magical portal opens up in the cinema and you can actually go and watch a non-mainstream movie. <laughs> Yeah, See, that's why I feel spoiled. Like, luckily, I my cinema, like it's close to my house. They usually will at least do a one night screening of just bonkers shit. Like a yeah. couple of weeks ago, I went and saw um, Winnie the Pooh or Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey, which yeah. is just bonkers as shit. Um, mm. and I, I feel like anywhere else, I probably wouldn't get that kind of experience. I was good. <laughs> I would have went to see that last night if I hadn't if I hadn't known early enough. Dude, I you know I, I was gonna review it, but I ended up pre-ordering the special edition like that same night. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait to review it until I can do an unboxing. But you should definitely see it. Don't expect anything good. It's just like um, it's like if things could have looked really like a lot better in the '80s like just a schlocky slasher that has no story like it was it was like chicken noodle soup for the soul <laughs> <laughs> one, one, of, one of those films that you have to watch even though it's rubbish yeah just to see what happens <laughs> yeah well and it's it, like the story is dumb a lot of things don't make sense but yeah. all the characters there are just there to die in fun ways yeah. So you just keep waiting for it to happen. It's just, it's so great. I don't know what. Sometimes you need a bit of that. Yeah. 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 Quite often we'll watch a film and we'll think, what's going to happen? We can't turn it off because something could happen and it never <laughs> does. <laughs> and you, you write in the comments, I've just wasted two hours of my life watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like you would say that after this. It's it's like turning on a Friday the 13th movie. Like, you know, no, the story's right. not going to be the best, but it's just going to make you feel good afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's just, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> talking of dumb, um, what the hell are Warner Brothers? <laughs> I. Well, One minute this movie's not on. apologize at how much I fucking love that first movie. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so terrible because Keanu Reeves <laughs> cannot act to save his fucking life, but I love it so much. But but don't watch Wooden Boy for his acting ability. We'll watch no, Wooden no, Boy because we just like watching Keanu Reeves. That's it. You know, nobody ever pretends to like we're looking for any deep insight into the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's like he's like the op the polar opposite of John Constantine in like the Hellblazer books. That it's so off that it's okay. I do like uh, Keanu Reeves in John Wick. I, I like the John Wick, uh, um, you know, um, series. But um, 
I think a lot of it you can tell it's not really him doing the stunts. Um, but but you know the the star quality brings it in, doesn't it? It's uh, yeah. but yeah, Constantine wasn't one of my favorite films at all. Oh man, it's one that I watch at least once a year. <laughs> that's uh yeah, it's it's pizza night. You know that's that's basically what it is. You're not yeah. thinking about it. It's just the shiny lights and. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like the, the the rest of the cast is what does it. Like especially um, Satan and Michael, like they just steal that shit. Like I have gone like almost fist fights over him being the best Satan in cinema. Like I stand by that firmly. There's a madness to him, wasn't there? Like a gleeful insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just the fun. But. This is a cat. This is a cash cow, right? They make this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. there, opening night with all the fucking merch they have in the lobby. Even though I know it's gonna suck, <laughs> just because I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, but but you gotta ask yourself as well: is why do they make a number two in a lot of the cases? Uh, it's just cash, isn't it? It's money. And mm-hmm. um, you know, the film might have been a stinker, but they'll they'll think about oh, number two next. Um, if if you take like um, I know they're not horror films. Uh, the Rise of the Foot Soldier series. Oh yeah, um, they're on number five. Yeah, um, and the only none of none of them got into the cinema in 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 south of Bristol um, until they had Vinnie Jones uh, as uh, one of the lead characters in in uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier Origins, but. The question is, why did they make a sequel and a sequel and a sequel and a sequel when they weren't a making money and and number two was an absolute stinker? <laughs> and the same they weren't even sequels; they're sequels well, slash prequel back and forth through the storyline. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it's the same with like you know things like um, Constantine. You know, the, the first film might not have been an overall financial success. It, it, yes, it made money. Um, but uh, why, why is that the case? If it didn't make big money, are they making a number two? Um, you know, I think they're well, just I can understand. I can understand a sequel to this film because it has such a cult following. Like it didn't mm. necessarily like kill it in the numbers game when it first came out, but I mean, this is one that kids I know that weren't even born in that fucking era talk lovingly about this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, Adam. It's fucking scary. I I got a actually shit. I don't got a weapon around. Good thing there's a <laughs> screen in between us. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're gonna be streaming Manifest Destiny and shit. It's it's terrible. Doc, See you, Colonials. Wind your next one. I don't know, man. Um, but this is a studio just being right. The the put this movie off. Then it's back on again. I'll be off again next week. And then back on again. It's like, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of honestly, it, it, it's giving me like Beetlejuice vibes. Like, oh yeah, Beetlejuice. It's done. You don't need to make another one. Like nobody is going to actually be in it. Like unless it's the OG makeup people doing it, unless it's Keaton and um, Ryder, um, Ryder coming back. Like, there's no fucking point. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Constantine is, is. 
I think there's certain films that you come out of a cinema and you think, oh, I hope they make a sequel to that. Um, or it leaves it at the end wide open for a, a sequel to be made if it does well at the box mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take Star Wars, Star Wars was originally made as one film, mm-hmm. and they weren't sure whether it was going to be a financial success or, or a bomb. Of course, when it when it uh, come out as a financial success and well-liked, they decided to go on and on and on with the, the things. Um if you take Friday the 13th, um, I've, I've got the, this huge book and uh, the story of Friday the 13th. And um, when they actually um, announced the film, they never actually had a story to it. Mm. They they just had the tagline, the, the most scariest film or whatever it was. And um, they then had to go and ask for money <laughs> um, from all these uh, you know people to say, you know, we're going to make this film. And then, of course, it was um, Cunningham, wasn't it? Sean Cunningham, I think mm-hmm. it was. Actually went away and wrote a script. But they didn't actually have a, a, a film to, to actually bring out. But, of course, you know, that's one of the big franchises. You know, I think they're on Friday the 13th, episode 126. <laughs> I wish, man. <laughs> I wish. I don't give a shit how bad those get. I oh, no. those up. Yeah, I, it's so funny. Like, there was – I feel like a lot of people don't understand the magical – aspect of the 70s and 80s where a movie got made with you know being like i've got a poster and i've got a title we've already got a finance to shooting next week started like that was a thing and some of our favorite movies came from that shit it is yeah crazy do you think that they overthink things now Oh, absolutely everyone's trying to be big well, brain intellectual and they overthink the movies and then they turn into two hour long snore fests well, the problem is we left a, a part in history where it was, you know, there were producers and execs that just like they had fucking balls. They'd be like, you know, I got a feeling about this kid. I'm going to gamble everything on this person. And now, like, it's the executive's job to say no to everything. To say yes to something is terrifying. So that's why we get like cookie cutter movies and sequels to shit that you know did killer but nobody gives a shit about. Like that's that's the problem with mainstream cinema at this point. And I I just wonder how long it's gonna last because they are bleeding money. I know they're trying to do spend the more they try to do spend, the more you're convinced that they are losing money hand over fist. Like at what point are they gonna wind their necks in and just go, uh, we actually need to pay our wages? Like you can only pick so much of the magical money tree. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just don't get that thinking. I think um, as well with uh, films making money, they've, they've got to take into consideration the, um, the the fees that the the top stars will charge to appear in those films. Um, you know, and um, a lot of, I know a lot of people have been turned down for films because they're demanding too much. Will Smith included. Um, but it's, it's and now, like I said, with the um, prime movies and um, Netflix now making movies, you find a lot of the top stars starring in these movies. Harrison Ford is, is the latest one, isn't he? And um, and you think oh, that Western sort of or yeah, like pioneer and type. Kevin Costner is another one, and and you think um, 
are they able still to demand these large fees or are they thinking I'm not getting the work so I now need to accept the offers from Amazon Prime, Netflix and, and you, other you got to wonder about some of these stars as well because they're well into their 60s, 70s. Yeah. They don't, if, unless they've been gambling their money away and just pissing it down the drain. Which probably They shouldn't have. need. Yeah. Nah. But that, that just kind of makes you wonder. Um, yeah, what, what do you do in your life? If you're still having to push <clears throat> to be relevant at that yeah. stage, we should just be <clears throat> kicking back, maybe doing a cameo here and there, and enjoying, you know, enjoying your twilight years, so to speak. Um, but these guys are like, it's like, oh, I need to pay my rent this month. I need to be in something. <laughs> I don't need yeah. this much. It's like, there's almost a desperation to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's just a, you know, I think the question's got to be asked. Are, are these stars now uh, able to demand the top fees? Um, because because um, studios are saying, well, sorry, we've got a limit. You know, on your way, we'll have someone else who's willing to work for that. Well, the age of the, it's been talked about for a while. The age of the actual movie star is gone. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the last one to really put the draw was Tom Cruise. You know, mm. and it's really because, like, I watched Maverick and it was nothing special. But because <laughs> <Why? so> <laughs> the first one was so bad. Yeah, but it just popped up and. You know, sometimes you need to cleanse a palate, especially when I'm watching how many bloody horror movies a week am I bloody watching to do streams? <laughs> sometimes you need to just switch completely gears and cleanse a palate, or else you just become bogged down and completely desensitized. <laughs> then you don't appreciate the movies. Actors are now like football players where they've got a shelf life. After, mm -hmm. a, after a certain time, you know, you go down to the lower, lower uh, league teams. And I think that's the same with with a lot of actors. They they start they could hit the big time, but then after a couple of years, people think, no, um, you know, you get the old one. You know, Tom Cruise has kept his head above water, hasn't he, and, and things like that. But others, uh, if you take Bruce Willis, uh, he's got dementia. He's actually really ill. Yeah, but he's he, he's he started starring in a lot of the the sort of B features, didn't he? And mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis. I haven't read that about Bruce Willis. Um, yeah, shame because nobody that, that's got to be a bad way to finish up your years. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I don't that's see how nice. people do that shit. I just fucking off myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not a good way to go, not a good way to go. Um, you know, I, I've had people in my family and my friends have had uh, people. Um, in their family who's who's suffer from dementia. And I've I've seen it from what it can do to people, you know. But yeah, my uh, granddad, my dad went like that, and it was just uh, horrible to watch. It, like it's not the yeah. person anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's. Mm. You know, I mean, all you can do is support them at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Yeah, he he went weird for a while, and then he kind of got a reality check. Yeah. And then became like grounded. You know, you you kind of got himself back in the favor. Um, the other person that killed a, um, Daniel Craig when he did the remake of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, yeah. he was so up his own arse. <clears throat> After the first one, he started demanding stupid fees, and then he killed that entire trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What are you doing?" And then he killed the Bond franchise. So it's like, okay, yeah, right. He, you just need to go back under a rock. <laughs> you just keep working for Rand Johnson <laughs> from now on, and just 
we'll never watch any of your movies again. <laughs> so if, if you go back to like Constantine two, mm-hmm. uh, you got you got to ask yourself is was Keanu Reeves in such a position that he could demand his fee for Constantine two, um, or was he just able to say, right, you know, I'll do it for what you're you're offering? Um, because whereas before a lot of stars would say, I don't know, yeah, um, oh, you're offering 20 million, I want 30, um, and they get it. And, mm-hmm. and if, if they were a top star, and um, so if they're making Constantine too, are they, um, you know, meeting his demands for fees, or are they saying, well, you know, we can get I, someone else? I just think Warner Brothers is all over the place. They just, they're fucking idiots. They're basically. just, they don't um, understand the, how to focus on one thing that's successful. Like, if they continued with, you know, The Batman, like, that was a great movie. Like, as a lifelong DC fan, that's probably one of the greatest Batman movies yeah. that sticks with the comics that there has been. Um, and they just, they don't understand to keep shit dark and, like, because that's one of the, greatest aspects of dc is it's never been scared to be on the darker side of things mm, and yeah. not have a happy ending <clears throat> and they always miss the fucking mark with that is it if you look at batman sensibly um uh, he was afraid of bats and um you know um so you, you'd think it, it, of his darker side anyway because you'd think is the guy, you know, completely <laughs> up there, you know? Um, yeah, he was always a borderline. He yeah. was just one step away be- from becoming the villain. Yeah, um, yeah. And like Dark Horse always. comics, they uh, they explored the more supernatural aspect, which was always fun. Yeah, I, I miss Dark Horse comics. Hey, that, that was my go-to as well. You know, like DC is cool, but then when you wanted to like go into the sort of fantastical, that's where Dark Horse mm-hmm. picked up the reins. Well, same um, with Vertigo. Like Vertigo, yeah, Vertigo uh, was yeah, the sister Vertigo company, well. and that's—I mean—that's where we got Hellblazer. Was the Vertigo did the Elseworlds? Shit, I don't remember. You know the alternative universes that did the Elseworlds and took the stories like down really strange paths. I—I mm, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> no. But with the just, and we're not going off on a tangent, folks. I know it's our favorite thing to do here. But, uh, we're, we're, yeah, totally we're not going off on a tangent. Like, but Constantine is a DC property, um, and Constantine Swamp Thing just say dark. There was a horror. There's been a horror aspect, you know. The the mainstream DC comics were always on that borderline, mm-hmm. sort of the grim and darkest. But the the supernatural, there was a whole genre and a whole mm-hmm. series of characters. Um, even you had Zatanna, you know. She worked with dark forces. Uh, there was always that horror element and then mm. some of the comics and series that explore them which is fun because it meant that you could have watched something as a child then when you became an adult there was material for you and you could grow up with a series yeah well that, that's just... part of the reason why they they focused so hard on vertigo um because like that's where it was safer to do the really adult themed stories um because mm-hmm. i mean up until what was it 2015 i think um constantine was still vertigo um like he didn't merge until the whole new 52 stuff um and that's yeah like uh, constantine had always been way darker like way darker 
but yeah that was it was always a beautiful thing hmm. yep um do you think they'll actually this movie will actually happen or will it be like a fart in the wind? I doubt it, it's gonna be just like the Goonies sequel. Um, every year, like couple of years, it's gonna pop up. Oh, we're still doing this. <laughs> and then at some point, you know, Keanu Reeves is gonna die, and then they'll be like, Well, maybe we'll find someone else. And it's just yeah. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. <clears throat> Although do a remake of the first one. <laughs> in about 20 years time <laughs> they don't even wait that long anymore <laughs> no, no very true anyway um talking of remakes shall we uh shall we dive into it yeah i am uh yeah. i'm really yeah. excited <laughs> to see uh your ding ding right one, one. <laughs> this i was talking about it last night with my wife like this was like a magical period in time where the whole remake craze really started to take off but the remakes were actually really fucking good. Like I, I won't put this up there with the Amityville horror remake. Like that still stands as just the greatest remake in my opinion, because it far surpasses the original movie. Like the original movie was boring as fuck. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the Omen 2006. Hmm. I, I actually. Whoops. <laughs> Shop a little too early there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll kind of segue into these things. Um, that's professionals always. Fuck we'll never yeah. change. <laughs> Suck it up, audience. This, this uh, I think, comes as a, a comment I made to Colin on online saying, have you actually seen uh, that they uh, substituted the dog in the remake of The Omen? Because yeah, in in the in the original film, you had the uh, Rottweiler um, right throughout. You, uh, the, the Rottweiler was a dog in the garden, and then when Mrs. Baylock, um, you know, says she found a dog outside, it was still the, the same Rottweiler. Yeah, if that's you... that's one thing that did always confuse me with this film. It's like I kept yeah. waiting to see that first dog again. <laughs> yeah, the shepherd, and you're like, but here's the funny thing, guys. I completely spaced it, right? I knew this. I think I was away at the Sandy places at the time. That's why I mm -hmm. missed the movie. Um, in fact, it was. So um, I completely joined this up with The Omen 4. I think that was why my reply would sound a bit mad. <laughs> because I remember all the hype for The Omen 4 and people getting annoyed. And then I'm thinking about... Because uh, if you remember the book series, the five uh, pentology, the, the five books... Yeah. So after uh, Damien Thorne gets killed, his son's born, and then it's the two books of his son basically trying to carry on, and he's just born straight into the cult, and that's that's the final confrontation. Uh, should have looked them up. Oh, no chapter, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Sam Neill. Yeah, yeah, that was the final. But there's a series of five books that told, yeah. tells the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. But and I used this with part four, and then I'm like, hold on, this isn't a remake. This is a continuation. And I completely forgot about the 666 remake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you talk about uh, cinemas. It. I actually, with my son, we went to see the Omen remake, um, but it was showing on the day of release at midnight. 
Nice. So we actually stayed up and went to the cinema at midnight on June the 6th um, to, to actually watch this this movie. And um, we picked up on the dog uh, um, changing uh, right off. You know, went from a German Shepherd to a, a Rottweiler. Do you think they didn't have uh, a Rottweiler available on the day? Like, it was so random. That would they make did. sense if that was the case. Yeah, they didn't actually say... Uh, in the film and neither in the first film that it was the same dog you know did they mean that it was a, a different dog anyway um, I think you just took it for granted that the dog that Mrs. Baylock found would have been the, the dog familiar? in the garden at the nanny's part or at the Damien's birthday party where yeah. the nanny topped herself but, um, hmm. this was a strange one yeah um mm. Like, if I had just went beat for beat, the story, which I practically did, but the atmosphere, I, I've never felt so underwhelmed in my life with a remake. That's funny. It's, um, now, the original version is, is dated. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. But at, first of all, it has the most iconic soundtrack in cinema. Yeah. You hear Ave Santanas, and even if you're not a horror fan, even if you've never watched The Omen, people like Joe Blow in the street will just be like, ah, Damien, you know, you play that music, <laughs> yeah. people automatically associate it. That's how much of an impact yeah. the original uh, movie had. And it's like I said to you, people don't realise that it's not an, an operatic piece done by one of the big composers. Um, you know, it was done by a film composer, Jerry Goldsmith, um, mm -hmm. particularly for the omen um you know when if you take um the the old old spice adverts they they stole old fortuna um which was a you know a, a proper classical piece of music and they used uh, it in uh, excalibur as well yeah and but you you think of uh, this avasatani and you think you know oh wh where did they Nick, this piece of music from, and it wasn't. It was composed by Jerry Goldsmith, um, and of course, it, it um, the actual score for the film actually won the Academy Award, um, and uh, Ava Satani was nominated for um, the best uh, song, um, but only got nominated. But hey ho, you know he he got best. That's for a horror movie um, theme tune. That is like the break that much into the mainstream because there is an aversion to horror it's we, we've talked about this the beat this horse to death the yeah. mainstream has an aversion to horror yet horror is the backbone of storytelling mm -hmm. and cinema it's just well i'm just we thinking about like the the behind the scenes things involved in even getting like nominated so much money is put into that like those if people don't know like those awards are bought they're not won they're bought so not only do you have all the press and adverts for the release of the film but you have double if not triple that involved in just getting a nomination if not paying for mm -hmm. the award so the the company that released this had so much fucking faith in this movie and the score that they were able to get that like it's just crazy like there's a there's a book out there. I'm, trying, I'm fucking blinking on the name. I think it's uh, the Men Who Would Be King. It kind of explains how um, 
awards like those work and it's just it's fucking crazy I think people have twigged on though because the Oscars and the BAFTAs, the viewership has just tanked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, all bullshit. And people see yeah. through it. You can, mm. I mean, it's the emperor's clothes at the end of the day. You can love people for so long, but when people finally get twigged on and then they get past that period of, you know, nobody likes to think they're fooled. So they, they double down because they don't want to show that they've. Uh, being made a, uh, made a fool off, and then eventually get to the point of disgust, and then it just people walk away. Mm-hmm. That that's been seen through for a while now, and that's that just reflects in the the tanking of audience. Nobody's interested in these awards, or people, you know, patting each other in the back and all that nonsense. That nobody cares. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm just remake wise i mean i i didn't like the psycho remake with vince vaughn i just thought that is awful well and that's a great example of doing shot for shot is a terrible idea yeah that's pretty much what that was it was an experiment to see if they could do a shot for shot remake and it was just yeah. rash yeah but um, yeah. then the actual book of psycho is only a short story mm-hmm. it's, it's not a very big book at all um and um yeah it's um, Robert, even uh the sequel uh robert block wrote the the term it's it just finishes with norman bates getting out of the, the asylum yeah but the movie was uh they were talking a while ago uh i don't know what the movie was trying to do with that yeah but one thing that wasn't picked up on in um in the um remake of um what we on <laughs> the old <laughs> here this is here this is the way we roll we love our tangents we'll, we'll get back to the movie eventually that's the plan you know but I, I i never actually picked it up when i went to see it in the cinema i, I it was when i watched it you know a couple of times to to uh, come here um is red wherever there's going to be a death there's something red if you take mm-hmm. damien Wears red quite a lot right throughout the film. Uh, when he's on the swings, he's got like this this red um, coat on and a red hat. Um, there's a red diesel truck when the uh, ambassador gets gets um, killed by the um, you know the diesel. That was actually a, I have to say that was a brutal scene. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was actually uh, I'll give the props to that. That was a brutal scene. Uh, it was a bit sort of Final Destination. I know oh, a hundred percent. But yeah. they really hammed it up. <laughs> yeah. For this one. Um, but yeah, uh, the ambassador and the flipping petrol just guzzling in there, and you're like, nah, yeah. you're nothing, you know. Nothing you're not worse than burning to death, is it? <laughs> but um, yeah, and then um, like the nanny, there's red balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, when the priest meets. Um, um, Mr. Thorne in, in the tunnel uh, in behind there's uh, a couple of people wearing red cloaks that go by and then of course he he, he gets uh, pinned by the, the, the <sighs> that shit right. so it is it's been a minute since I've watched this and I haven't watched it on as big and as pro, like you know high def a TV as I have now I did not realize just how fucking dated the cg was in this <laughs> and, and like awful oh my it's... god like that's it. right the original movie does the scene in the churchyard with the spear is done a hundred times better with 70s mm-hmm. fucking practical effects yeah, yeah no that, i i agree this definitely. is arnie's what was that fucking movie arnie schwarzenegger was in with the, the alligator or the crocodile 
I'm not sure. No. The last action was it the last action hero or something Toby like that with the friggin' the uh, CGI alligator. Yeah. Uh this is that that level of bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to take your word. I haven't watched that shit since I was a child. So yeah, well even <laughs> I, I remember, remember I remember that. But yeah, this was hurting, this was pretty my bad. Brain as a child watching that fucking alligator thing, you know, it's sci-fi channel type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought that was a weird choice too. Um like such a mundane thing that they're gonna leave the CG. Like it's a fucking it's a uh, pike at the top of the tower coming off. Like mm. why wouldn't you shoot that practically? Like it, it, uh, that was uh that was an interesting choice. I mean yeah, the death uh, is great, like him actually standing there like speared, like that, you know, that's practically done. Like that looks good. But that shit but that coming down, it's like, oh that, man, that's, that's bad. That's silver fucking Babylon 5 TV. You know, Babylon 5 is a great TV show, but the CGI is what uh, takes you out of it. Mm. As that level of like, this is the fucking Commodore Amiga fucking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking two 8 bit fucking effects. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, Like, why didn't you use the original score or variant of it? Like there's no atmosphere. No atmosphere. Like like you said, the, the haunting music in the original is Damien. Mm-hmm. It's it's Satan. It's whereas this one it, it made it quite flat the the score, and you it made it more of a, a, a sort of thriller that you would catch on BBC One as opposed to yeah or strip the DVD or strip the streaming yeah. you know. Um, this is supposed to be a cinematic release that was supposed to be the whole marketing behind, you know, 6th of June 2666. It was mm. all meant to be that, but that was my thing. I remember the marketing and the t- discussion for Roman 4 in 1995. This completely, you know, I, I sort of briefly remember it at the time, but it completely went over my head. Yeah. And I have no memory of this movie at all like that's how bad or flat. So I, I remember when I was going to go see it on opening day like they did the marketing so well there was people protesting I mean again I'm I live in a highly religiously oppressive part of the world yeah, but you're all lunatics over there you should protest at the opening of a fridge if it's got the yeah no thing. yeah absolutely um, sandwiches so, I mean that's what I think they did right because it got all the fucking weird ass uh, religious folks out and it's like it's a goddamn movie. Like, it, it, come on. Um, yeah. See, I like while I I will agree. Like the original score was better. Like I I felt like there was more of a sense of not so much dread as just desperation with this. Whereas the first one, you get that beautiful big epic um, uh, score. Like it it tells you Damien is terrible. With this, it's just sort of like there's a. A very subtle underlying dread throughout the entire film, and I I feel like they did that pretty well. Just just uh, on the light side, and um, my son and I, like I said, we went to see it just after midnight on opening day. Mm-hmm. We were the only two in the in the screen in View Cinema in Plymouth. It was, <laughs> and um, we thought we're the only two. I know we'll we'll go and sit in the VIP seats. The, <laughs> hostess came up to us and she says you'll have to go back to your your own seats that you've booked <laughs> we said but well, there's no one here yeah but you haven't paid the extra for those vip seats like that that's a job's worth you're like 
Oh, it's so funny. But, if yeah. you've ever seen, uh, like, I'm, I'm kind of going through the same situation at the moment. I'll go on the screen. It's like there's me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm doing a quick, uh, you know, short, you know, on the on the webpage. Going, this is the way to go to the cinema. You no know, yeah. frigging people to annoy me. That's uh, and then I'm getting annoyed if like ten people come in. Yeah. <laughs> Proper screen. I'm like, what are you all doing here? This is my screening, and I've got it in my head. <laughs> Yeah. I'm expecting a bad ticket now for me. This is what I've got in my head because it's mm-hmm. for the last four movies I've had to see. It's been like nobody in the the actual uh, uh, stall. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just expecting it now. Oh, what do you mean other people come to watch us as well? That's that's not right. <laughs> yeah, that's that is the one disappointing thing when you're like someone like me. I I go to matinees typically like on Mondays because nobody's there and it's great. Uh, so going to see something on uh, like an opening night type of thing, it's always so weird when it's like, oh, God, there's someone sitting next to me. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and plus, you're what, very vocal over that side of the pond, during movies. When, when they just... Uh, it, it depends on the, the movie. Um, I mean, there's one I went to recently like where there's literally people in the front of the c- cinema <laughs> dancing. And singing along and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you people um and then you know some movies it's like just dead silent the whole time so it does kind of run the gamut yeah i i I noticed a lot wrong with the with uh, the remake um everything from if you take um the, the opening scene where um roberts head into the hospital um, he's supposed to be there at 0600 in the morning on June the 6th. Well, if you take, uh, if you've ever been to Rome, um, you know, at 0600 on June the 6th, it's bright, you know, it's it's, it's daylight. Yeah, it's, um, so. it's it's pitch black in, in the film. Um, um, there's also, <clears throat> I mean, um, it was uh, supposedly filmed in um, Prague, Czech Republic and Croatia um, and yet they they tried to double a lot of the scenes as London and if you notice some of the things you've got signs on shop uh, windows in the back saying uh, welcome to Prague or you know whatever the language is <laughs> there um, you got a, a although in fairness and today at, um, maybe not so much in 2006 but definitely now in London there are sections you may as well be in the flipping Middle East well, yeah. Poland. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's not it's not too far off the mark now, so you get it close over that. But yeah, it's... you got uh, in the scene where um, the uh, the father uh, wants to meet Robert Thorne in Bishop's Park. And um, if you look at it, there's a sign that says Bishop's Park, but it's actually falling off, and in behind it is a Czech Republic sign. Oh, um, that's funny as shit. <laughs> do you know what they should have made this as a comedy parody yeah and just had all that shit in and just let it you know fucking sign actually fall off and stuff it might have done better um yeah actually in fairness though um the guy that plays the priest this time around pete possible fight yeah he, he was much better the first one was just a lunatic patrick Troughton. yeah he was just over uh, overacting it patrick Troughton was dr who yeah that's true uh yeah, yeah. Um, he was a second doctor, wasn't he? Second one, wasn't it? Yeah. After William Hartnell. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's right. He, he played the 
he had to be uh, Piccolo with him and he said it randomly yeah. and stuff. But he was really over harmonizing. He was like, nerds. Calm the fuck down. I know. Yeah. Imagine, imagine being being nerdy in this show. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot of scenes in in the remake as well. If you look closely enough, especially with the the, the course of the Blu-ray um, and the um, high quality thing, you can actually see the boom mic come in from above, just just the top of it. Um, you know, See, that's um, where I felt I messed up. Like, I didn't realize that my version was so dated. Like, I have the full screen DVD release, so it's like yeah. I don't even—it's not even filling up my entire TV. And it's like, oh god, I really need to buy the box set all over again. Because uh, mm. I—I I think I bought the box set when it came out in like oh eight or some shit. So it's all just—it's not even like HD DVD. It's just yeah. So I. I definitely need to get it so i can see all this funny shit actually that was a funny thing steve you mentioned because uh steve actually took proper notes not my usual <laughs> <laughs> he's actually went all all in and that's and fucking like done a deep dive i'm like that's way too professional for us that have the keys to the podcast we'll just go home now well, all like, you've got to realize is at my age i've got to take notes as i forget i'll be uh, discussing star wars episode five or something oh we do that i mean <laughs> i'm game as long as i'm off uh by like 11 like we're golden i will fucking jerk off about empire oh, <laughs> but with so many mistakes um the original uh budget was 2.8 million yeah and this remake was 25 million how yeah. can they get so much so wrong yeah uh, I, I, um, I did get it at 2006 rate just now. Um, mm -hmm. 26, 26. Let's pull it up again. Um, Are you going to compare it to, yeah, 15 million to 2023 rate? 2006, yeah. Um, podcast 26. So, uh, so the 2006 film was 25 million and it took 120 million worldwide. Yep. The 1976 film had a budget of 2.8 million, which and it hasn't saved, I think. Yeah, yeah. 15 million in today's rate. So even uh, at today's rate. 10 million at 2006 rate. Mm -hmm. And it took an estimated 61 million, which was 216 million. Damn. Um, so the first one took like eight times as much. Um, in the uh, Sorry, the second one. And the 1976 one. Took like um, what? Uh, hundred ninety times as much, is it? Something like that. Uh, like Twenty-eight is ten. Um, Twenty, thirty, Yeah, uh, and that's not even counting oh. DVD sales. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, no. Or anything afterwards, the longevity. Um. And this is the whole point that we've been talking about. What are studios doing? This isn't just a recent phenomenon. Like from, we can kind of benchmark 2010. We've seen it. That's when cinema started really going downhill. Mm. But we can see the starts of it now. Like after like the early 2000s, getting to this point, this is where I don't know what the hell's happened with them. But they've really jumped the shark. Mm. 
they're pumping money in like nobody's business in the movies, but they're not putting the the basic care or passion behind it. Yeah. And this this shows so much, and this you know this is a I don't know. I find myself almost just sort of snoring through this sort of okay, okay, like there was nothing grabbing me. I think uh, also um, taking it that the the person who goes to the cinema is is completely stupid, and um, because if if you take the Taken trilogy, mm-hmm. no the car chases in that the car gets smashed up that often yet if you look scene to scene the car goes back to normal and then it gets smashed up again then it goes back to normal and and the same happened in in this film and um, when um he knocks over the nanny when he's trying to escape oh that was hilarious the car yeah. gets damaged but then further down the scene the damage is gone yeah and then he smashes <laughs> into the gate i mean that's yeah. just the 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 testament cool. of the quality of Alexis. <laughs> and the crumple zone didn't even activate because that's those cards are designed with the crumple zone. That's the whole point of that the, the whole front end disintegrates the yeah take away impact. And those gates are not small. Like no. that car should be Yeah, that car should uh, not have made it through. <laughs> also um, he uses a, a key to start the car on on uh, on the film, and the, the the car that he actually is actually used is a uh, fob. Except um, the Lexus was one of the first to bring out the idea of the fobs. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it, he uses a key. He shows his keys. <laughs> and it I wasn't... love the way there's no security inside the mansion. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Uh, for a one... diplomatic, you know, for a diplomatic residence, all the all the plot are outside. Nobody's actually inside patrolling the interior, and all this shit can go down with barely a, a word. Well, it's it's cool because there's a cop outside, like outside the gate. Yeah. So that's, that's all they need. You mean the one who stands outside going stop? Because <laughs> that's when somebody's yeah. revving up full speed to crash through the gates. That's <laughs> really that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah. I that scene where he runs over the nanny, and she's like, whoop. That, yeah, that's yeah, just that so comedy gold. funny. Like I, yeah. I, I laugh at that just as hard as I saw it the first time every time. <laughs> yeah, it's um, um, parody. Um, it was uh, Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders, and um, they did a parody of um, Braveheart, in which um, Dawn French was the um, killer, mm-hmm. and. Um, she says, "Stop! The prisoner has something to say." And um, the uh, Jennifer Saunders is actually on the table, uh, just like um, Mel Gibson was. And she goes, "Ouch!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, they, they did one of um, like uh, the Omen. I'm trying to think what it was now, but it made me laugh. Um, yeah, um, this I think this would definitely work better as a comedy. There's so much stuff. I mean, I was laughing through most of it. Yeah, but you're not meant to. This film's actually trying to take itself seriously. That's the problem. <laughs> when yeah. when a film's trying to take itself seriously and be an improvement, you know, as all remakes try to do. Yeah, um, I just um, don't worked at all. Um, I think uh, from the start, the music was wrong. Um. 
I think they didn't put the heart and soul into it. I mean, there's there's probably hundreds more mistakes that I didn't see yep. that other um, people see. Uh, continuity, uh, you know, um, even dialogue. It's, it's one I good dialogue, wasn't it? One good thing I did like about it was they brought it up to date um, with the sort of pre-storyline, like um, at the beginning when the uh, telescope is looking up to the um, the you know the stars and everything, yeah. and and of course you got the 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 Pope and everything in, in chambers saying about the um, you know the um, he will rise from the earth and whatever it was, um, and they're saying about um, you know the two towers and um, the tsunami and uh, yeah, they kind of they brought it into the, the time of the year, which um, they tried to bring it up to date. Yeah, uh, but um, I think after that, the, the film just died. Just died. Mm. Yeah, um, let's talk about Robot Damien. <laughs> yeah, that kid was what I, I want to say he wasn't that good, but he was pretty much on par with like the rest of the actors in this. Like, yeah. aside from like Professor Lupin, like that guy's always great in everything he's in, but uh, yeah, he was. He was like he was definitely an excellent counterpart to Julia Stiles. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> I've I've had this um, thing. Is Julia Stiles actually a good actor? I'm kind of like, always on the fence myself. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like she was part of the Jason Bohr series, but that was awful anyway. Um, she kind of wouldn't plank her way through that. She was great in Orphan. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. like we saw, we saw her give her a better range, and we saw the dark side to her in Orphan. That was fantastic. Um, I don't know how I feel. Is she, is she trying to be understated? Is that her whole stick that she's not trying to be a superstar and playing understated roles? Um, I just don't know. It's uh, I was going to ask the same last night about Chloe Moraes, but um, she's another mm. one I can't no, put my she's head around. Not, I don't think she's a good actor at all it's just something about her um same as julia styles something about them but i don't know what what it'll take from the like push for the next level if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah it's a shame um she was wasted like even saying that for her she was wasted in this role yeah like yeah totally mrs um, thorne was like, i feel a like character yeah. in us. I was going to say, I feel like she would have been much better in the Mia Farrow part. Um, but yeah, I was like the the main protagonist, not so much. Hmm. I, th- I think as well with, with actresses, and I think you've got three levels in Hollywood. You've got the, the top stars, a bit like in the male side at the moment, the, the, the top actor appears to be uh, Timothee Chalamet, isn't it? Uh, he's the most wanted at the moment, um, and I think um, then you got the the general middle sort of um, rankings of ones that are chosen quite regularly for uh, any other parts, and then you got the the ones who are being totally forgotten, um, you know, um, and perhaps she's just in the, in the middle where you know she perhaps the bottom of the middle, where she's being pulled into parts um, like this one on um, The Omen. 
Mm. She'll never be a lead actress. We'll know that. That's no, you know, no. but you don't have to be. That's the thing. If you're if you're supporting supporting cast and you do your job well and you're always there and reliable, like I wouldn't complain. It just uh, seems a weird one. Um, there's no chemistry with this family. Like even in the original, no. there was at least no, chemistry. No. And even David well, himself. I, I feel like that was a, a choice, though, with this movie. Is like they were all so separated, um, like they were just almost like strangers passing in the night. Yeah, I, like, I, I do feel like that was honestly a choice in this movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, even with the husband, like his whole thing is he doesn't really give a fuck about his wife. Like, you never see them together unless they're in the car. No, <laughs> His only concern is always the fucking child. Like Damien pushes her off the ledge and she falls three goddamn floors on her back and survives. But his only hang up is like, oh, no, the baby that I just found out about died that she was already going to get a fucking abortion for. Yeah, dude's kind of a cunt. Yeah. um, (laughs) At least in the first, at least the original, there was a like there were scenes of them bed together, just talking and being family. And yeah, there was. There was love there. You could see, you know, I mean, there was chemistry between the characters, and there was mm-hmm. a family unit, and he did. But this guy's just like, you don't believe him when he gets upset. Mm-hmm. No, um, except for when I, the babies die, then you can, you can believe it. He tries <laughs> That's to, all he gives a fuck about. Tries to play the same characterization as other films he was he's been in. He he, he has the same characterization, the same um, mannerisms. Um, and um, yeah, as anything else he's he's been in, um, and I think that's where he failed. Whereas when you get a, such a in the first in the original movie, you get such a, a star as Gregory Peck mm-hmm. who can fit into any role and, and make it as different. You know, um, if you put him in a, a bat suit, for instance, he'd play the Batman. Yeah, he'd have a he'd have he a go at it. Yeah. He wouldn't play Gregory Peck um, as Lee Schreiber, isn't it? Something like that. Um, yeah, it's a, he's uh, one of those ones. I know his face. I've seen him around, but he's so forgettable. Yeah, that you kind of you erase him from memory. Like honestly, I'm I'm forgetting this movie already. It's just yeah. yeah. kind of meh. I'll watch the original um, again and again. I've got the you know obviously the original trilogy, um, and I just love the fact in the original that Damien. Was the innocent? He wasn't aware. Yeah. Until the end, and then, and it leads into the part two where he's still in denial or, or he doesn't mm-hmm. understand what he is until the third part where he fully embraces. Yeah. But this, we've got Robot Damien. Just me. I am evil. I am well, evil. I will no, kill you. Me. Me. No. Me. And it's like with this, it makes sense. Like I, I will defend that aspect of it, not the robot, but um, just like him understanding. Uh, essentially the catalyst was the uh the birthday party when the nanny hung mm-hmm. herself like that was when the flip or the switch flipped in his head and he understood his purpose um because there was there was no plan for a sequel to this like it was just a one and done remake uh mm-hmm. whereas with the original series like that was there was supposed to be multiple films at least from my understanding so it makes sense mm-hmm. that he's going to be the almost unwilling antichrist whereas with this it's like no he's the fucking antichrist he knows he's the antichrist and he's here to fuck shit up hmm. yeah maybe that's um but once again because there's no atmosphere with us don't you don't get it 
it just seems like wooden acting. So that's the missing. Uh, the atmosphere here is a main missing component. Yeah. That has turned. This could have been a great remake, a standalone thing. Not uh, not trying to stamp on the original. Okay. But it's just so flat that you just you can't. You just go through the motions watching this. You you can't get invested. No. Because the original Damien Harvey Stevens was actually in the remake. Um, he was actually played a photographer who uh, stood outside the embassy um, to um, welcome, uh, ask questions. I think he, when the nanny died, um, he actually shouted, was she on drugs? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually in the film, the original Harvey Stevens, the original Damien. But, um, yeah. Uh, if if you're saying about the nanny dying, um, there were two things in that. Um, there's one where um, uh, Mrs. Thorne actually looks up when when the nanny shouts, "Damien, this is all for you." Um, you see one shot of of her looking up, uh, and then the the shot comes from where the nanny is, and and looking down onto where Mrs. Thorne should be, and she's not in the crowd, so. <laughs> Looking up, she should be in the crowd looking down from the nanny so she's not there. Yeah, um, I think that's uh, well, not going as in depth, but it just you always feel there's something wrong. You're, yeah. you're watching this, and there's something wrong, and just it takes over, even as uh, uh, just taking it at face value. You're like, this doesn't connect, and that's what it's missing. It's missing that actual, oh, right, I'm, I'm in the story because there's just so choppy and bland, you know, the way the done it and dialed in yeah i, I would say lazy i would say this is uh, probably one of the laziest remakes i've encountered yeah yeah i would say so i i i, I think they just like done it and thought ah well stick it in the cinema we're on a budget you know and um, people are stupid they'll just turn up because of the nostalgia they they won't notice the two dogs or you know the hey um, you know what this shit came out almost twenty fucking years ago and I didn't really uh, comprehend that like I I always knew it was two different dogs but for some reason it never really clicked that it was two different yeah. dogs <laughs> but if that I is a movie years, I've watched like quite a few times yeah. like I actually enjoy this movie if they'd use a Doberman out of maybe forgiving them but a Shepherd is such a different breed yeah it's. From yeah. the Rottweiler, and the Rottweiler is iconic. The, the, the Rottweiler is a synonymous, like Damien himself. The Rottweiler mm-hmm. breed is synonymous with this movie and franchise. Yeah. But, yeah, the, I think it's perceptions as well. When you're a dog owner, um, you know, people think of, of a Rottweiler as a devil dog, you know. Uh, and um, I, I know... Lots of people with Rottweilers, and and they're far from it. It's oh, absolutely, they're just big, they dumb, gentle dogs. They're just yeah. the biggest flus ever. German Shepherd. My my first dog was a German Shepherd. Oh, right. it wasn't black, but not the sort of dog I would have put in a film like The Omen to say he's the devil dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, but that I'm was not, the thing with yeah, then. <laughs> <laughs> But movies of uh, the media have done this for years anyway, because um, the German Shepherd was a devil dog, then it was a Rottweiler, then it was a Doberman, now it's a pit bull, mm-hmm. and then they'll uh, they'll never pick the Chihuahua, which will actually no, that's like the dogs. most vicious fucking dog. <laughs> the freaking like, my I first have... dog was Jack Russell, and she'd tear your yeah. face off if you 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have what? more scars from chihuahuas that I have had over yeah. the years than all of my big dogs combined. Like I, <laughs> I have one scar from a pit bull, and that was because she was a baby and she had teeny tiny little sharp nails, and she got caught on my pants and fucking cut my leg. Other than yeah. that, like I've never, ever, 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 ever been attacked by a big fucking dog. I, I've got a staffy at the moment, and she's a complete angel. Oh, in of fact, course. Talking of about chihuahuas, there was a woman up in Denport Park in Plymouth who used to have seven. And um, my I used to take my dog up to um, Denport Park, considering she's a 22-kilogram Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Mm-hmm. She used to see these seven chihuahuas, and she used to run as fast as she could in the other direction. Like, I'm having no part <laughs> of that. No way. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, that's like a pack of piranhas, that's, man. Yeah, so that's exactly the analogy I was about to come off. That's like <laughs> wading in water with a pack of piranha. You're going to have no yeah. legs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the thing comes there. Why, especially these filmmakers, did they, you know, uh, with the omen, why did they say, oh, right, devil dog, or we're going to have a, a Rottweiler or a German Shepherd when, you know, <laughs> Are, are those breeds actually taken in that they're they're nasty and, and uh, you know um, vicious because it's, it's the owners that make them nasty and that's vicious. a whole other conversation freaking people are yeah. dumb as yeah people are cunts piss me off yeah um i would I, I would value dogs i've over a person any day that's just oh me. absolutely my house like, is on fire right now all the animals would be outside and then i would consider my wife Maybe a couple of guitars and then and the wife. I I don't know. It depends. Yeah, on and she day. did the same. Take John would just be like, the yeah, same back absolutely. Yourself. And <laughs> that's I'm why he's being married so long. Otherwise, <laughs> like my well-being, I can take care of myself. Those animals are the priority, and at least one or two guitars. The um the other thing about the last last one I've got written down is 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 the geography. Uh, you know, if you take uh, for the spiletto. He actually um, tells uh, Robert and the photographer um, that uh, the town of Megado or Megado is south of Jerusalem, and it's not. It's actually north of Jerusalem. No, it said north. No, it said south. I'm sure they said south. No, well, I don't okay. Remember, which one but... was it? Which uh, which priest are we talking? Were we talking about the one that's all fucked up from the fire, or the? Dude that sent him there originally. No, the, the, the dude that sent him to the place where. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna yeah. say, I remember um, when they're at the convent, they're like, "Yeah, it's like, you know, fifty yeah. kilometers north of here." But that that makes sense then. And this is what I don't get in the remake because um, he was messed up in the first one, and he was physically unable to speak. Yeah. Write, hence why he had to, you know, write notes down. This yeah. guy was pretty much in good health. And yeah. he's just like, waiter, waiter, you know, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sinner. I, I've conspired with Satanists and, uh, you know, to bring about the apocalypse and the downfall of, you know, church and that stuff. Um, but I'll just sit here in luxury and you just wait on me hand and foot as my penance. At least the first guy in the original, you felt like he was given some sort of penance. This guy was just a dick. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just an evil bastard. I'm, I'm gonna make his weight on me now, hand and foot. Give me my piece of charcoal, which yeah. looks stupid as hell. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, why the fuck wouldn't he have it on him? Like that doesn't make sense. He could have just had a pen and paper, really. Yeah. Couldn't he? The but way he wrote. The over dramatization of certain aspects is just are so jarring. When a lot other of it, parts are bland as fuck, it's just that like, is that is the fun, like one of the funny things about this is some of it like it just feels like some of it's stage acting and some of it's camera acting and uh, you know like for instance basically that scene from when they get to the convent to when they discover the jackal and that his son was killed all that shit like that feels like they're playing for the back seats and then like the following scene it's all just meh like when dude gets his head chopped off and shit i mean it's still i giggle about it every time but yeah it's like very underwhelming compared to that over the top like this is a stage we built this this is like this is surreal this isn't reality this is yeah, um, this is fantasy i think that's what's so jarring about this because it flips and flops and makes and you just you just get a sense of wrongness for this whole movie that's mm. what i take from this it's just raw you know you're just like this isn't sitting right this isn't um like we've watched plenty of remakes and some have enjoyed some have had a laugh with mm. some have like nah never do that again yeah but this is just like even if this wasn't a remake, right? If this was put out as is the original idea, you wouldn't you wouldn't feel it. You'd just be walking away going, "What the hell have I watched?" You get nothing from it. Mm, yeah, I th- I think uh, the message that comes from you know podcasts like this is needs to tell the studios, look, look, the cinema goer is not stupid. Um, you know, the studios. <laughs> I mean, like the majority of people that they're marketing to are fucking stupid. Yeah, like no, look at how successful the Marvel hate movies YouTubers. Are. They hear us. Yeah. We are the Antichrist to the Holy Church of fucking Hollywood. Oh, um, they utterly, utterly hate our guts because yeah. we're just a few people. We can <laughs> sit in our rooms with a camera and a microphone, and we'll dissect stuff and. Don't need studios. We don't need fluff pieces, and we'll just break down as if we're few people. This is way. We, if we had a few beers in our hand and we're sitting in the living room, this is the conversation, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. Yeah, because we'll touch, we'll hit the nerve, and we're like, this is why I didn't like it. Yeah, and they try and like it's so funny now. Like the go-to for a studio is if you don't watch this, you're a nestophobe. You're all the not just one of them, but you're all the estophobes if you don't like this movie. That's watch it, you bigot. You know, we hate your guts, but give us your money anyway, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of scratching your head going, You're not inspiring me here. And this is, I think, the start of it. This laziness that's come in the movie making. The studio's probably sat there though, Colin, watching this and thinking, and one director is saying to the other, or one executive saying, Let's kill him. Yeah, who should we get? Let's get Constantine to do it. <laughs> He's just a character in a film. Is he? <laughs> Let's still kill him. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the, like I said, they think that the cinema go in, in some parts is stupid. Well, most of them might be, but. Um, I was like, that's, the, that's one thing I will definitely do. Most of them Actually are, annihilate yeah. a film. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. do you remember it used to be? You had your matinees, you had your blockbuster, you had your popcorn flicks. Hmm. And that was fine. Uh that was fine. You know, that's what that that gets bums in seat. But then after tea time, 
that's where the grown up movies happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the the families went out at lunchtime for the matinees or early tea time. That was fine. And then after the seven o'clock or nine o'clock show was always the horror movie, the mm-hmm. thriller, the the ones for the like the eighteen plus. Um, that's gone now. Everything's just become so yeah. bland. And I almost think we're, we're getting to the... We still haven't got the ground zero of when this shit started. But I think we're getting close. Like This is another example of the grifters that have got into the creativity, the creative industry. Um, They're just there to dial it in. They're just there to get a paycheck. They're not actually invested in what they do. If you're going to remake something, you've got to have respect for the lore. Why, why was that original piece so iconic why has it stood the test of time and how can i pay homage to that and put a little twist to, to freshen up for the modern audience mm. and yeah. this is just ah, i don't give a shit like from scene to scene they don't give a shit oh that's right uh, it's it's like you said it just comes across all right yeah we've done that scene let's do the next one what's the next one? Oh yeah get over there then yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, and that's that's how it appears to have gone. Yeah, totally. Did this movie need to be nearly two hours long? No, yeah. definitely not. That's that's probably my one biggest bitch fit with this movie because I thoroughly enjoy it. Like it, it's, you make a bag of popcorn, you sit there and you giggle the way through. But yeah, it doesn't need to be that long. That's why I get color clowns from outer space or. Evil See, Dead. that's yeah, if I that's want like popcorn and just religious laugh, experience. I'll watch Ash vs. Evil Dead for the 20th time, and that's schlocky as hell, and that's Fuck continuity yeah. issues all over from episode to episode. But mm-hmm. there's heart behind it, and I'll laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, this now, nah, mate, you're on your own here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, and I, I understand that. Like, there's, there's a lot of remakes that. I don't know if it was just the 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 place I was mentally when it came out or what that I I enjoy even with all its problems. Um kind of like Constantine like that is just admittedly that's not a good fucking movie, but it's one that I will cherish till the day I die. Yeah. But there was heart behind that. That was the thing. And this was there though. About. Yeah. They wanted to make a fun movie. It's they wanted to bring they wanted to bring the the subject matter into an action flick. Mm-hmm. And with action flicks, although I've gone off them because it's got so repetitive now, but there was always a sense of fun. So they were making a horror action flick with Constantine, mm-hmm. and you yeah. kind of got that impression. You know, what I mean, you, you felt that there were some people cared, yeah, putting together. But um, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that this. This movie was a new addition to Disney Plus um, because they put it on Disney Plus, believe it or not. Um, I wouldn't have thought about it again. It wouldn't have been something. It wouldn't have been something I would have said to Colin. Oh, Colin, you know, do you remember this? You know, (laughs) just like no, I'm thinking about a completely Uh, different movie. (laughs) On the on the list on Disney Plus, it wouldn't have crossed my mind to say about this and probably this podcast would have never have happened on discussion you know because it's 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 forgettable the film is forgettable um because <laughs> if, you, if you think if you think of, you think of uh uh omen 2 i got mm-hmm. into 
I got into serious trouble when that one came out, and because I was at college uh, in in uh, Plymouth, uh, the College for Education, and the lift broke down, and it got stuck between floors two and three, mm-hmm. uh, and um, there was a woman in there, and she was sweating profusely because she was frightened of being in the lift with so many people for such a long time. So me and all my wisdom of joking around and everything, I turn to my mates and says, has anyone seen Omen 2 yet? Yeah, yeah. the lift breaks and cuts this bloke in half. This woman screams. <laughs> yeah, the way the cable just comes down, you know. Oh, you that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I, got, that's... I got reported to the principal and taken in front of the principal um, for for saying this, you know, and I said, oh, I was only discussing the film. like, Yeah, I'm sorry she overheard it. Like, what? <laughs> passing like, time. <laughs> oh, you'd be burnt at the stake now. <laughs> If you tried that now, you'd be frigging, uh, they'll come at you with the pitchforks and burning torches. Yeah. Like, yeah, sinner! That's someone's life. Oh, well, yeah, it's a pretty um, useless remake um, and unnecessary, I, I would I would say. Absolutely unnecessary. So um, maybe you should have just re-released the orig- original and given an upgrade. Yeah. Give it yeah. a digital upgrade. That, that might have worked better for the... And especially when they weren't going to redo the entire series, because that was um, why make this if you weren't planning to redo the whole lot? Yeah. Well, see, and that's that's the argument that I'll make is this was a separate entity, like the this was set up as being just a one shot, whereas with the original film, like I feel like uh, I mean, of course, it's probably biased because I know there's a full franchise. But it feels like it was set up for you know future films, whereas this it was just like now nah, we're we're done. Mm. Yeah, um, I, like the uh, I don't know. I just uh, I just didn't care. Yeah. Like uh, like if the said there was going to be a sequel, this like uh, I was like nah. I mean, I, mean, I agree with that. I definitely wouldn't have gave um, a shit about a sequel to this. But, but this uh, is so forgettable. Like, like after it's done, you're just like, okay, did I watch something? <laughs> yeah. Um. Final, final sort of question about this. Um. The whole thing with the Vatican and them being active, they weren't very proactive, were they? Like, they, I mean, that they, kind they, of sounds like perfect. No, but they're actually saying this is the apocalypse, and they did nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. at the the final scene, um, it's the, the Pope kills himself. Is that? Right, or did he have a heart attack or something? That was a no. Weird he scene. died. He just died in his bed. I he thought was there was some signifying that he had maybe drunk something. The chalice, you know. I never took it as that. I just took it as he was just yeah, in bed dying. What? What was the part? Like, I don't get it. What was? What was the point? Well, duh. That was to signify that was the end. The end of the world, as we but know. The, no, it's not like they sent a bunch of exorcists or a team. Or anything like that. Like if it had been like John Carpenter's, you know, vampires, and they had an actual fucking team to spell, ah, we'll find the Antichrist. Go, 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 go. And the come out in their fucking helicopter, you know, trying to defeat him. That would have been better. But the Vatican being involved and then not being involved at all. And then at the end, as if they'd been foiled or something when they'd done nothing. It's just it's weird. Did you also notice there was no subtitles? On, uh, yeah, when they were speaking the Italian, they were speaking yeah Latin. 
And uh, so you had to really guess what they were saying. It's <laughs> a hard time. You know, it could have been anything, you know. Um, uh, you know it could have been, hmm, what time's dinner tonight? Oh, well, yeah. when those two stars cross, we'll go for dinner then. Where are we going? <laughs> Let's go for an Italian pizza up the road, you know. Yeah, I had pasta last night, you know, the, the science tell us <laughs> to go for pepperoni. It just, yeah. it was completely pointless shoehorning uh, scenes. It's like what he's doing. I said the the best thing about those scenes was they they brought it up to date with with you know the the meaning of certain bits in the book. They thought it was related to yeah. you know the, the two towers crashing and um, you know. The, I love the uh, way um, the Treaty of Rome was brought up, and obviously um, Remainers everywhere are going. That's blasphemy! Don't speak about our beloved EU like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That would get that. Uh, that's why I'm not afraid to say it because I know that that's the one thing I'll tick people off, especially in London. Freaking ah, sinner! You the, speak the thing, against the holiness. <laughs> the funny thing I found about that oh, that scene with uh, the people speaking Latin is they went through each one, you know, like same uh, the stars and um you know uh, the stars crossing means this and this this and they came to the, the the like fourth one or the fifth one and they it was obvious they didn't have anything for it so they so <laughs> the, the head guy there just cuts in and goes no hold on we know we have the answers you know and sort of thing and you think but what about that one? This one was a tsunami. This one was a twin towers. What about this one? You know, no, 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 no. <laughs> cut, cut scene. It was, um, but the thing is, I had the main story scripts. All I had to do was embellish it a bit. So there's very little writing to do. Who, who are these idiots that were involved in this movie? Yeah. Oh, we've got to, we've got to think of this. We've got three scenes to actually write different from the original beats. Uh, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the old Alfred Hitchcock adage of making a movie. You have like three or four good scenes, the rest can be filler, and it's still going to be a good movie if it's <laughs> shot right. Yeah, this wasn't. That's a problem. Terrible. Yeah, the argument doesn't hold there. It's like, I've got my devil dog here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably begging for treat. just like, oh, love me. She's telling me it's, it's five o'clock and. Yeah, that what what when you're like two minutes late for a dog, it's like you starved me to death. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? Do you hit me? What it's like mine are mine have like automatic feeders because I get fucking sick of having to wake up early as shit to feed them. And even <laughs> still then, even they, they know it's like the timer's gonna go off. They're still looking at you like, Where the fuck is it? Where is it? Are you gonna feed me? Are you gonna feed me? And then it goes off. And they're like, Oh yeah. And then they go fuck off. You, you could give her anything in between, like she had a, a mini ham bone uh, a couple of hours ago, which you thought would have filled her up. Now it's still time for for din dins. So uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe like that. Um, just just like that, you're you're late. Your your time's ticking here. You bad person. <laughs> Even my birds, my bloody birds. When they know it's time to go in, and I haven't put something in there. Seat dish because what I do is um that signifies is I let them out when I come home from work mm -hmm. and to get out an hour or two and then it's time to go back in. So I always signify I take a wee bit of seat and I top up their seat dish. Mm. If I don't do that, or if I get distracted or if I'm on a call, I have them squawking at me going, <laughs> What are you doing? And then they're just looking at me as if I'm the worst person in the world. 
<laughs> and the worst, and I know what I've really messed up is when they're both actually inside the cage at their bowls, glaring at me. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not like apologizing to my bird. I'm so sorry. I'm a shithead. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you speak to them like they're human, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> better than some people. Better than freaking talking to them. Yeah. You get better conversations. <laughs> But guys, um, this is a lot of fun. Um, sorry, Cameron. <laughs> hey, no, you know, you know the thing is, I understand with a lot of uh, a lot of newer movies, I'm gonna be the one, like the last man standing on the hill, saying, "I fucking love this movie." I understand. Yeah, I'm getting you back for Prince of Darkness, bastard. <laughs> oh man, fucking ruin my childhood. Yeah, I mean, you can you can keep that. I'm gonna keep this as part of my childhood. That's fine. We'll, we'll just keep our own toys in our own cupboards. Exactly. Uh, Steve, thank you very much for being on. It's been an absolute blast. That's um, all right, mate. Hope you enjoyed yeah, it. It's just the whole point is nice to come on, have a bit of fun. Blast. <laughs> just riffing movies, you know, love them or hate them. It's we're we're missing this type of dialogue. Um mm-hmm. that's the problem with social media. Everyone's like so black or white or A or B or you know Yeah. And you yeah. either agree or you're the enemy, and it's like, no, that that's part of why cinema has always been such an important part of like human experience is because even if you don't agree, yeah, there's a discussion and it's fucking fun. Yeah. I, th- I think everyone's got their own, you know, uh, thoughts and everything. It's, it's like things my other half likes, you know, I, I might not like, and, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, isn't it? You, uh, but if we're all the same, Cameron, Cameron might think your film's brilliant. We think it's rubbish. It's our opinion, isn't it? Yeah, and mm. when bloody Adam, him and Adam picking me. Like, <laughs> it's nice to be the other way around for a change. Right. It is It is quite the, the change. The red coats are coming. <laughs> That's fucking what it is, man. I didn't get my musket ready. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So next time we're in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get uh, we'll get uh, Keanu Reeves over too. Eh? Oh man, yeah, that'd be the shit. <laughs> Twenty seventy four, Constantine two still happening. Fuck yeah, it's a hologram. <laughs> Maybe it'll be cancelled for three times. Well, well, I told you I was at college with this uh, prank with a woman with a lift, and um, we had a studio come around uh, to say um, they needed extras up on Dartmoor, and it was for the film Revolution nineteen eighty four. With Al Pacino, oh, yeah. and uh, so all all I had to do for my fifty quid a day, fifty is good good money back in that's, that's, that's yeah, was lay there and pretend I'm dead. Hell yeah! And um, I'd lose of like blood and everything from the muskets and everything, but uh, it was all right. But the bloody ground was wet, <laughs> and it was freezing cold up on Dartmoor. <laughs> But um, so ever since then, I've gone around telling people that I was in the film and I was Al Pacino's supporting actor. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I accidentally set Dartmoor on fire one time. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> we're, we're training, yeah, sex and attack. And uh, you have a, we have the thing, mini flares, so it's like a pen. Yeah. But that's how you squeeze the top end, you're like back. Yeah. And the flare goes off. So and then is this was February time, but the ground was dry as hell. Yeah, and it just goes whew, into the frigging gorse. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we we hadn't realized because we're obviously, you know, contact right, contact right, fucking, blah, 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 you know, um, throwing the uh, smoke and smoking, blurred next thing. Poof. Yeah. Now it's a case of stop. <laughs> so get the fire. And what it was, because a lot of it's still National Trust land, the, yeah. a lot of army bases um, use National Trust. And it's like an agreement because yeah. it's protected from the public then. Um, so there's all the fire breaks done through the forest and they've still got the beaters. And that's all kind of left there throughout the year. There's like, go get the beater. We're all freaking grabbing it. There's a whole sky head fucking taking off. Yeah. We're all like beating it kind of it it's like oh shit man <laughs> yeah uh, almost a bit like that <laughs> so random um you 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 have one of those mini barbecues and suddenly it turns into the whole, whole section of yeah and it could be the middle of winter and it doesn't matter yeah You're like, i was passing yeah. rain two days ago what the hell <laughs> uh fun times uh Right, on that happy note, we'll wrap it up. Let's keep going for hours. This is, uh, this is the best sort of thing. <laughs> we'll stop talking about the movies three hours ago. We're talking like random shite. Love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. um, once again, thanks for being on. Um, also, special thanks to our February contributors, uh, Phoebe Xavier for contributing Horrific Tale. Thank you very much. Um, as always, open for submissions. You want to get involved with the show. Check the website out. Uh, keep up the date. Uh, plenty going on. Hopefully, uh, Steve, if you want to come on again, love to have you. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll trash another movie that Cameron loves, and just <laughs> <laughs> I think this uh, I think this could be become a regular segment. We'll yeah, next time let's talk about my fucking childhood instead. Have all of that shit on that. Nothing secret. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, folks, come up to the end of the channel. Do the typey clicky things, and until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it keep horrific. horrific.